been noticing in some of the recordings the operating system you know the fan that you yeah. sometimes hear in yeah, 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 yeah. So it was super, super loud with the last episode that I did, oh, and I didn't, so weird. I didn't notice it because because my headphones are yeah. like noise cancelling. Like if oh, I, someone's right. crying, I probably can't hear them. You let me know, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Someone's screaming. Whoops. That's right. That'd be really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Mums Group, a podcast for new and expectant mums who share a Christian worldview. My name's Ali Barnes, and I have a two and a half year old who is ready for toilet training, I think. Okay, no idea, but this weekend I'm going to find out. I'm feeling nervous, but my bank account is very excited about the idea of only one child in nappies. Sometimes all we need to get our wheels churning as parents and to figure out what's right for our kids is to hear how someone else handled the situation and how it went for them. So that's what I'm doing here with this podcast and specifically with this episode on toilet training. I'm joined by a friend of the pod, B. He, who's going to share how toilet training went for her family, what they did, what they learned and what they wish they'd known heading in. I hope this episode helps. Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Bee and I have two kids, Olive, who's six and a half, who's really into gymnastics, and Micah, who's four and is about all things Paw Patrol. So about Chase and Marshall and right, you know, I know them all. So <laughs> has he got the gear as well, like the hat, oh, the shirt? Yeah. Like literally every time we go to the shops, oh, that's a Paw Patrol thing. I think I might need that one. <laughs> okay, so let's start with Olive, your oldest. Mm-hmm. What were the signs that you saw and picked up on that you thought Olive was ready to start toilet training? I think the biggest sign for us was that she told us when she was going to do a wee or a poo. So she'd say, I think I need to do a wee and then would just do it in her nappy or else she'd do it the other way around where I need a new nappy, I just did a wee. Um, and they were the biggest telltale signs. So how old was she? So she was two and three-ish months, which That's is quite early. Quite early, yes. Particularly for being able to communicate. She... Totally, yeah. She was very verbal, an early talker. So I think that communication is definitely a big factor yeah. that she could tell us that. Um, so, yeah, and I think at childcare, a few of her friends were trying on the toilet and they offered her, and it certainly wasn't consistent, but it was just kind of enough to kind of get things rolling. Yeah, and then... What was the approach? Were you thinking, let's just knock this out in a couple of days, see if she's got Mm -hmm. it, or did you start to introduce a potty? Yes, so I had um, listened to a podcast, love podcasts, um, and they were saying, this lady was talking about the three-day method. And I was like, oh, that sounds so good. Like, how easy is that? But then I realised that was three days fully at home, um, and that sounded a bit daunting to me, to be Is honest. <laughs> um, so we kind of took bits and pieces from everywhere. So we got this book from Kmart called Toilet Time, and it had a story through it that was sort of all about being a big girl. And so it had, I'm a big girl now, I wear undies, and I sleep in a big girl bed. And so then we started to read that to Olive because she transitioned to a bed said oh look this is the next part of being a big girl and at the back it had all these parent notes which are amazing and it came with sticker chart and everything so we did potty rather than straight on the toilet okay yeah did you get one of those um toilet seats though that you 
it's like the little bums. Oh, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> the yes. family seat. Yes. You can lift it up and it's for the adults. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, good one. So we got given two just from my sisters and one was not quite that one, but it was one that you slot underneath the regular toilet seat to make it for a smaller butt. Okay. Um, and another one which was a toilet seat that went on top, but it ha- came with a built-in step as well right. that you can fold away. Perfect. But I just thought, and from what I had read and heard the toilet can be a bit intimidating and like to be totally honest I think the sound is a bit yeah. intimidating to the kids like they've always just done a wee or a poo in their nappy but suddenly they have to hear it and yes. that's kind of like another sense of like what's going on yeah, I haven't so, thought about that. yeah so that's why we went potty um and also portable so it lived in the living room which is like kind of gross but convenient totally because I've spoken to people and like one of the biggest things is that kids just don't want to stop playing to have to go to the toilet so being able to move the potty to the toy room or we're going to watch tv now and you can sit on it (laughs) yeah and that was the thing is that we said to Ollie oh well you're just watching tv anyway why don't you sit on the potty and also just when we went to parks and things like that, you know, just pop it in the back of the boot with some Pino Clean wipes oh. and it's just super easy. Yes, because so. like we'll get to out and about soon, but mm-hmm. that's something that I'm quite anxious about. Like what if we yeah. rock up at a place or a park that doesn't have a toilet? Totally. So it was kind of like all of those facets plus convenience of it's portable. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so... Come day one, do you do a bit of a song and dance about throwing the nappies in the bin or is it just, hey, we're going to do our wheeze and poos in the potty today? I think for us, for Olive, we didn't sort of say, okay, that's it for nappies. We just sort of more kept her focus on this book and like, that's what big girls do now. Let's try on the potty. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had gone out to buy big girl undies and so she was pretty pumped for it. But at the same time, we didn't say, Olive, now is toilet training week. You know, we sort of just, it kind of happened a bit more organically, I guess. And we had said, we'll just do it at home. So whenever we go out, you can wear a nappy if that's what you want to do. And she definitely did that at first. And then as time went on, she got better at noticing signs. And so we could go out just with undies and that felt quite liberating. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Did you have her like just sit on the toilet and wait for her to do something or were you just asking her every 15 or 30 minutes, hey, do you need to go to the toilet? We just more offered it and kind of made it like, hey, it's time to sit on the toilet, uh, on the potty rather than do you need to go, do you need to go, do you know. Um, And we did that pretty regularly, like once every say half an hour or so, um, we just pull it out. And that's the other thing about the potty is that, being in like their eye view Mm. kind of made it a bit more on their radar as well and so she's like oh yeah I do actually need to go whereas if it's in two rooms away it's too far yeah totally (laughs) yeah that's kind of what we did with her and it worked I mean we had a really straightforward journey with toilet training with Ollie she's like super textbook kid followed all of the signs it was easy and by no means am I claiming that's the regular case yeah okay. um but yeah that's sort of how our journey with her happened and were you sort of 
you know, captaining the ship or was your husband part of the process? So at the time, my husband was actually full-time studying at home. So he was around, which was amazing. Um, Just to kind of both be on the same page, not feel like it all fell to me. Um, The motivation was partly I was like six months pregnant at the time and I was thinking, oh, it would be so good to have this kid out of nappies before the baby came. Because I said to Josh, my husband, I'm like, what if... If she's not done by the time that I'm like eight months pregnant, yes. that's it. We're not trying for another four months or so. That's because um, you're worried that if you got it, she might regress like after a big change or um, what was the concern? No, more just like, oh, I won't have the energy to oh. do it. <laughs> totally. Gotcha. <laughs> um, just like the thought of having to clean up wee and poo from another oh. human on the floor is just like, yes. yeah, no, nah, I'm just not <laughs> down with that when you're <laughs> deprived of sleep. Yeah, I hear you, sister. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, regretting that we've just come out of eight weeks of school holidays and my husband could have uh, been there. For this. Oh, shame. <laughs> oh, well. Good job. Um, talk to me about incentives because mm-hmm. in my head, to me, the incentive is that you don't weep on yourself. Like, oh, totally. <laughs> like, come on, kid. You it's don't a get feeling. a wet leg. Like. <laughs> yes. But I'm also thinking the idea of, you know, the Smarties or the mm-hmm. Skittles to you know get them going would probably work really well for banjo's personality because he loves lollies and Mm -hmm. that would be quite motivating for him yes definitely i am all about the incentives (laughs) (laughs) all about extrinsic motivation right Mm -hmm. and so for olive it was ipad time so she would sit on her little potty and watch the ipad and so that was a big incentive um and then we did like marshmallows things like that and it would be a bigger thing if it was a poo as well because okay. like I don't know it feels a bit more of a big deal when it's a well, poo <laughs> yeah because that's one of the things that I have been warned that you know for Banjo he's quite regular you know twice mm-hmm. a day mm-hmm. is just be aware that because it's an uncomfortable or just a new weird sensation for them mm. that sometimes you know, it might be only every second day they start to hold a bit longer with their poos. And yeah, did you have that? totally. And that was certainly the case in the first probably week or two. I mm-hmm. think Ollie just was a bit nervous about it. Yeah, um, which was fine, you know. As but then she was super regular as well. But then once it kind of once she got into the groove of it, it relaxed. And also, she was wearing a nappy at night time, and so sometimes it would be like she'd just hold on until the nappy would be on. Okay. Which is like kind of fine. So, cause, and what about daytime naps? Did you decide we'll yeah. just do day wheeze yeah. and poos and figure yeah. out the sleeps later? Look, we just thought for ease of everyone and also just to take the anxiety off from her, just wear a nappy, that's fine. And as soon as you wake up, you can pop on your undies if you want to. And she would, like she would literally like throw off her nappy and be like, I'm ready for my undies again. (laughs) So um, that was good. And then eventually over time, she just got better at not going over nap time and sort of waking up and going to the toilet sort of straight away. Um, Yeah, so it kind of, because she had the nappies there intermittently, she could always, if she was more comfortable, do a poo there. Yeah. Um, but generally, she was. She got the idea pretty quickly. That's so good. good. <laughs> um, what about when she did have an accident? Like, what did you say to her? Because mm. yeah, I, I'm very aware that you know, I obviously don't want to shame mm. Banjo, but I also want him to learn. Like, that's just not where we do wheeze and poos anymore. So, what do you actually say? Totally. 
I had said to Josh, like, we really can't shame, like, mm. exactly what you're saying, because we don't want her to think that she's done something naughty mm. um, when it's just all part of the pro- learning process. So I had said when she did have an accident on the floor, we'd say, oh, no, that's that's okay, darling. We know you didn't mean to. Um, next time, remember, if you need to go, we go to the potty or tell us or mm. we'll take you to the toilet. But try not to make a big deal of it, and especially with poos, I think, because they are really gross to clean up and horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you don't want them to feel shame and embarrassment yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, someone told me I'll never love nappies more than the day I decide to toilet train. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, I I'm already feeling nervous about outings. Mm-hmm. Did you find she adjusted really quickly? And you know, as long as you sort of pointed out this is where the toilet is, or just mm. let me know when you need to go to the toilet. Did she pick it up quickly, or in that foreign environment, mm. did that lead to more accidents? Um, not so much more accidents, but we would literally arrive at a park and she'd play for three minutes and say, mummy, I need to go to the toilet. It's like, oh, darling, we just left home. So I would try to get into the habit of before we left anywhere, go to the toilet now, just sit, just try. Um, and yeah, just make sure that whatever park we went to had a toilet there. And, um, Actually, the first few outings, I actually went to Westfield because, you know, they had those little kiddie toilets. So it kind of felt like an achievable outing. It's like the right size for a little bottom as opposed to somewhere else. Um, So, and she did really, really well. And I think even just that sense of success helped her along in the process. Um, But yeah, we also right at the early stages had the potty just, we took it in a plastic bag with us just in case, but she got pretty good at going. Um, But yeah, lots of just before we get in the car. Now, go and see it, just try. (laughs) I wish I did that for myself more. Yeah, totally. I often arrive and I'm like, oh, actually. (laughs) Especially when I've already put Zach on in the carrier on me and I'm like, no, now this is just awkward. Not going to lie, I've done a few wees with him on me. Oh, totally. <laughs> uh, now I have allocated four days to be at home. You know, mm-hmm. maybe we'll do a quick outing to mm-hmm. the shops five minutes in and out. Mm-hmm. But does that feel like overkill or is that a nice amount of time to just get really used to it? Yeah, I reckon that's a good amount. Okay. I reckon, see how you go. He might get it in just a couple of days. but yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I, yeah. I definitely think that he's ready. Like he's mm-hmm. doing the same things where he will say, got a wee, got a poo. Oh, so good. So I feel yeah, like, yeah. okay, you, you understand your body now. I think so. And I reckon it's just almost mentally preparing yourself for those days at home. Whereas. Yeah. Oh, every- I've been writing a list. I'm like play-doh yes uh, wash car i'm like <laughs> yeah yeah i haven't had a full day at home yeah. with both kids we always go out to a park or shops or do well, something right. exactly i'm like it. what are we gonna do yes, for four seriously. days like, oh yeah i've got a running list <laughs> exactly um but on those days did you just go total starkers or um wear undies around the house mm. or just shorts without anything underneath so for olive we on days that we were at home, she was mostly in a t-shirt and undies. And that was good because like if she did 
do a wee through at Andy's, it's like one piece of clothing that you have to wash. True. Um, and that's also why I was I said to Josh, let's not do this in winter. Otherwise, there's too many layers <laughs> to get through and socks and shoes. It's gross. Um, and then when we went out, it was sort of just a dress or a skirt with undies. And then for my son, Micah, he was just getting around in his underpants basically the whole time. And... Um, Oh, he didn't wear anything going out because it was COVID and we were ah. in lockdown. <laughs> it was like the best thing to come out of lockdown for Silver us. Silver lining. was toilet training. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Micah because mm-hmm. uh, recently I read this statement. Parents assume that toilet training is something the child is going to pick up, but why? The need to pee and poo is a primal one. Learning to put it somewhere specific is social and social mm. behavior must be taught. Mm. So Banjo goes to daycare and he spends a lot of time with his cousins and I'm kind of hoping that peer pressure is going to do most of the heavy lifting mm-hmm. for me. But was that the case with Micah? Like he'd been watching Olive go to the toilet. Did he? Look, one would assume that having an older <laughs> sibling meant, oh, easy to go, you know, get the whole thing. It was not the case for Micah. No, okay. <laughs> so um, Same approach with Micah? Same approach. Okay. He got to about two and a half. We're like, oh, you're becoming a big boy. Lots of, of your friends are starting to toilet train. He goes to childcare. At the stage, he was going two days. He now goes three days a week. Um, yeah, come on, you can do this. Yeah. And he was like, nah, I don't want to. Uh, and so As that in was... he could actually vocalise that or what, yeah. how did that play out? He just... No, he vocalised oh, it. Okay. He'd say, no thanks. <laughs> It's like, I appreciate your manners, um, but <laughs> listen to me and do what I'm asking you to do. Right. So, um, the, so he'd just like kick up a fuss and say, I want to wear a nappy or? Oh, he just would not sit on the potty at all. Okay. So we're like, that's okay. We've got two more toilet seats. Let's try this one. Yeah. And he would just scream and like have this full blown tantrum. And it's like, this is just not worth it. No. Um, and it became really stressful. So that sure. was like two and a half. So technically, because, you know, when you have two kids, I don't know, hopefully I'm not the only one, your only point of reference is your older child. Oh, of course. So you kind of just assume things will happen. And yes, boy, girl, different, but still like same family. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we kept offering and kept offering and it just was not going nowhere. Um, and then we got to the point where we... <laughs> we this random we painted olive's room and with our dulux paint came one of those tins of jelly beans oh yes <laughs> and we're like right toilet training incentives let's do this <laughs> and so we're like micah just sit on the toilet you don't have to do anything just sit on the potty and he'd sit there and he's like okay he'd sit there for 10 minutes and say mommy i sat here like, okay, here's a jelly bean today, but tomorrow <laughs> let's try a wee, you know. And it did not work. So um, we gave up on that and just... But he was off. just oh. sitting on it to get the jelly bean. Totally. But not in, like, okay. He was rotting the system. <laughs> um, and then he just took so much longer. And for him, peer pressure just doesn't work. And yeah, yeah. it is all about him having control and him deciding when he's ready to do something. And so... One day, um, rightly or wrongly, I said to him, Micah, this is getting ridiculous. Just go to the toilet. Uh, And that didn't go down 
super well. Okay, um, I can only imagine. <laughs> yes. However, the next day he said, I think I sit on the potty today. Oh. And then he did a wee and then it was all on. We're like, right, let's do this. Let's go, let's go. So it was just a matter of him being ready in and of himself. Yeah. And then once he got the hang of it, going to childcare, he loved the idea of like, oh, we all do this together. Whereas like peer pressure was almost such a great thing for Olive because yeah. she wanted to be like the other kids and they'd all go to the toilet together or wash their hands together. You know, it's sort of like a social outing for her. Um, so just different kids. Different kids. Yeah. So what – can you remember like – how much time passed from when you initially started offering to when mm-hmm. he decided he was on board? Oh, it was ages. It would have been a good 10 months, I reckon. Okay. Yeah, like a really long time. Wow. And I'm in- not prepared for that, Banjo. <laughs> no, Banjo, it is this weekend only. <laughs> um, but that was – he wasn't really showing the signs as much. You know, he wasn't saying – I need to do a wee or anything. Okay. So it's more just this is the age that's... Yeah, that's right. And like, come on, it's about time. And yeah. I guess that was kind of just our pressure we were putting on him. Yeah, right. And then before he did actually toilet train, he would come and say, oh, I need a new nappy. Um, which is like, oh, finally, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he got there in the end. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, for ages and you know what I even remember when Banjo was a baby he would crawl away from me mm-hmm. into like a corner and he'd do his poo and as oh, a totally. toddler he goes off everything goes quiet yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. and then for the last few months he's been starting to say mummy poo yeah and so, so good. yeah it's a good sign it's such a good sign so yeah personality really uh, does shape the experience doesn't it oh yeah very much <laughs> in terms of the nitty-gritty okay mm-hmm. let's start with Micah because yeah. For selfish reasons. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm toilet training a boy. Yes. Obviously, when we're out and about and if he needs to do like a bush wee, I don't know, if we're playing in a water park or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. I help kind of just point his penis. Yeah. How do you start? Do you get them sitting on the seat? Do you yeah. encourage standing? Oh, we just sat on the seat to start with okay. and I'm like, point it down, darling, go yes. down because <laughs> you don't want that everywhere. You um, almost need to show him what happens once. When, oh, when totally. Okay, was like, oh, no, actually, I don't want to clean that yeah. up. Um, he was, because he was a little bit older, he could figure out the consequences okay. if we didn't point it down. Yeah. So he sat for a long time and then I think he just kind of, Oh, I think it was bushwees that kind of changed him, actually. His first, he got over the first hurdle of a bushwee. Rookie era, we went to a park with no toilet and it was a new one. I was like, you're just going to have to do it here. And I was really like, push your bum forward, (laughs) move your shoes back, you know, all this kind of stuff. Oh, the splash back. (laughs) Seriously. Um, So once he did that, and I guess he could see daddy going to the toilet and then he kind of got the idea of like, oh yeah, this is going to make me even more of a big a boy. Big boy. That's yeah, what like dad. big boys do. Yeah. So, you know. See, this is my problem. Banjo watches me go to the toilet oh, every yeah. single time I go to the toilet. Like, it's <laughs> exactly. been a long time since I've been child free. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I saw him once on the potty cause he's been going sporadically over the last <laughs> few months. Um, maybe before bath, I'd say, do you want to go on the yeah, 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 and he'd grab some toilet paper and like ferociously <laughs> wipe himself. <laughs> like, oh, Sean, Andrew needs to watch you more. Yeah, okay, daddy's 
time. <laughs> so uh, then with Olive, mm-hmm. again with the nitty gritty. Yes. I will in this public forum admit <laughs> that I wipe back to front. Yes. But yeah. when I've changed my niece's nappies, mm-hmm. I always heard that you meant to go from front, front to, to back, back right because yeah. you don't want anything to get anywhere it shouldn't yes, be yes yes but even though I do the wrong thing if you're trying to teach your daughter to do it that's a fairly difficult position to get them into when they've oh, only yeah. got little arms that, oh, yeah. seriously okay and that was a really big struggle for us right so saying you know try to go front to back honey and she's like I can't my arm yes I was like actually that's very awkward and it's awkward for me so I get that <laughs> so Look, for a long time, we just dried her ourselves okay. because, you know, for girls in particular, you want to make sure it's all good down there yeah. and dry and everything. And then she kind of, I mean, with wheeze, we kind of got to the point, it's like, oh, whatever, as long as you're dry. Yeah. If you go front, that's okay. okay. Um, and then with poos, for a very, very long time, we're wiping her butt. Oh, yeah. um, and again, it's like, well... We want you to be clean. So yeah, that, that's, that's the goal here. <laughs> exactly. Um, was there ever a regression at all with either child? Because I've heard, you know, like my friend said, you know, you might smash out these first three days. They might get it. Just be aware in a couple of weeks. There might be a lot of emotional resistance, you mm. know, like um, her son wakes up in the morning and is like, I want to wear my nappy. Mm. And so just to be prepared for that. Did you experience that with your kiddos? Or? Um, I mean, not too much. Definitely not with Micah because once he got it, he got it. Yeah, okay. Um, he was finally ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Olive, I do remember, you know, um, so she toilet trained and then a few months later, a baby was brought home into her house and I feel like she kind of just wanted that attention again of like I need a nappy I want a nappy and we'd be not giving her a huge amount of airtime, which is maybe not great but you know it wasn't so bad that she was wetting the bed all the time or getting through heaps and heaps of clothes um but I think for her it was also going to childcare again because when we toilet trained her like I'd taken a little bit of holidays with her and so when she went back she was pretty fine but I think she just got distracted and um you know so there was a slight regression there Mm. but it wasn't so bad that you'd go oh this is really painful yeah yeah. we're lucky in that way (laughs) yeah I mean I like I do feel for them because mm. it's an exhausting thing that they've never had to think about all totally. their life. They just, you know, had a nappy on them since they were born, really. Yeah, exactly. That's a couple right. of minutes free time. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's exactly. hard work. Mm. Um, overall, is there anything that you sort of wish you'd done differently or would suggest to others mm. to consider? Um, I feel like we were quite well prepared with Olive and we had the equipment and we had a lot of time and energy to do it and we were very motivated to get it done before the baby came Mm. Um, and she picked it up very quickly. But I think the thing that I really wish I had known or reminded myself of is just not to worry so much Mm. about Micah in particular um, and not to worry about what other people think. So I felt a lot of pressure you know, he's coming up to three, he should be toilet trained. Why isn't he in undies? This is ridiculous. He's getting so old. And I just wish that I hadn't worried about it quite so much. Um, 
And, you know, people who are well-meaning would be like, oh, he's not in undies yet. And it's like, you're making me feel really complicated about this already. And so that's when I would be like, come on, Mickey, come and sit on the potty. Come on, come. Like, I'll give you all these things. And he just wouldn't. He wasn't ready. No, and I think that that's a really big thing. You just need to be attuned to your kid. And, yes, obviously there gets to a point where – they just have to be toilet trained, you know. They have to be toilet trained for school. Yeah. And a lot of preschools, they have to be on the journey. Yes, I've but heard that. Yeah, but I just kind of feel like I wish that I hadn't worried about what other people thought so mm. much. That's probably the biggest thing. That kind of external pressure we put on ourselves as mums and we always find something to feel guilty about. (laughs) And so um, that was a big thing for us. And because Michael was a big boy, he just like looked so out of place with nappies on. But I wish I'd just taken a step back and gone, it's actually fine. He'll get there in his own time because that's what Michael does. You know, it's in his personality not to be convinced of anything he needs to get there himself yeah um yeah that's probably the biggest thing it's really helpful but banjo we're doing it (laughs) 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 okay so just finally because you know even though toilet training is a very everyday experience for any family as christians is there an opportunity here in the way that we talk to our kids in the way that we clean up their mess Mm. Um, I think what you said before is really important about the shame and Mm. the fact that these are little people and they have feelings and we have to be careful not to smash those. And so we don't want to embarrass them. We don't want to shame them because they're just learning how to do this. And whilst it's extremely frustrating and it's one of those things that is just like obviously second nature to everybody else it's not to them they've never done it before um and i don't necessarily think there's like a gospel opportunity per se but i think there's a huge amount of opportunity to um you know show those fruit of the spirit to be kind and to be patient and compassionate and forgiving and all these sorts of things i think is to your child and to yourself as well like Mm. just be patient that we'll all get there and be loving towards your kid or to your husband when you've cleaned up poo for the fifth time today and he's like oh how's your day I had a great day (laughs) you know it was great (laughs) yeah seriously um I think just to be yeah showing those things and then in friendships as well showing solidarity and kindness to your friends too like trying not to pass judgment on how they're doing toilet training or how it's going or anything like that um yeah as I said don't know that it's necessarily about Jesus but just kind of as a Christian this is how we live and so when you talk about it with your friends like I'm all about being open and real with my friends but don't talk about olive toilet training and the frustrations while she's standing right there you know like wait until she's gone or whatever so yeah I think those kinds of things yeah well I imagine that accidents happen at the most inconvenient times and I think you're right you know the patience and the grace that we as parents need to show Mm -hmm. during this period I think it's you know a little reminder of God's patience and grace (laughs) when we uh, metaphorically wet the bed too so (laughs) last year we did some renos at our house and I'm not going to say it was for this reason, but I'm very (laughs) thankful that I have no more carpet and uh, a faux leather couch. So if you are listening to this episode in real time, 
wouldn't mind you shooting up a little prayer for me. Uh, but <laughs> if you know someone who is thinking that their kiddo is ready to start toilet training and they don't feel like reading all the books, maybe share this episode with them. Uh, B, thank you so much for joining me. And yeah, just so interesting how you can have the same approach, but have totally different experiences. And it just goes to show you how, you know, personality uh, of our kids impacts everything. We just need to hold our expectations and our approaches all really loosely. Uh, if you want to continue the conversation on Facebook or ask for more tips or share your horror stories, photos and all, just search Mums Group Pod, that's short for podcast. But uh, until next time, bye. Bye.